1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Are you seeing a pattern here? Another translation says, in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. King Jimmy starts out with uh, everything being two words. In everything, give thanks. I love that. This is Chris Fabry Live. If you hadn't figured it out, it's Thanksgiving. And we're going to have a great pre-recorded program today. I hope you're having a great day and that you're ready for something special. I think it's going to be special. There are many versions of that verse, but I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> I'm hearing, be thankful. And be thankful in any circumstance you're in. Whatever is going on, be thankful. Now, what does that mean, though? I want to take this hour and I want to talk about what it means to be thankful. And I'm going to ask you a question. What was your everything situation? What was your uh, circumstance that you found where you found it difficult to trust in God? If Ann Voskamp is right, she said, joy is finding God in the places where you doubt that he is. Are you in one of those places now? Or have you ever been in one of those circumstances when you were tempted to doubt and tempted in that circumstance to give thanks? Not necessarily for the circumstance. See, that's the thing that I think we get tripped up on. I have to be thankful for uh, my foreclosure. I got to be thankful that I was fired from my job or let go or downsized. I got to be thankful that I have this physical problem. I don't think that's true. Well, that's how our program began a few years ago here on Chris Fabry Live. And I think this conversation is perfect for Thanksgiving Day 2023. How you doing today, friend? I hope this is going to encourage you. If there is no God, there's no reason to be thankful to him. But if there is and you've experienced his goodness, come on along to the back fence. Let's enjoy each other's company. Let this be your radio fireplace on a chilly day. Don't call our number, but do go to our website. You can support us right there. If you're thankful for our conversations each day, reach out. We have a great gift for you in November. It's my new novel. came out a little earlier this month, a story from my heart titled Saving Grayson. And I got an email this morning as I'm recording this. It says, uh, Chris, thanks for writing this one. I always wondered what it might have been like seeing things from my dad's perspective. And your book gave me a glimpse into what it might have been like for him. Grayson has Alzheimer's. He's losing his memory and finding himself. That's a line from uh, Lisa Wingate's review. If you'll reach out today or tomorrow, before the end of the month, basically, it would really encourage us. Go to chrisfabrylive.org. Scroll down. You'll see how you can be a friend or a partner right there. chrisfabrylive.org. Now to the content of the program. On the day before Thanksgiving, a few years ago, I waxed eloquent and read an original poem. Here we go. "'Twas the day before Thanksgiving, and all through the house not a creature was thankful." Not even the mouse. 
for the cheese had gone bad and the cat was about and the crumbs from the table had all been swept out. The dad in his kerchief did not seem much better for instead of a kerchief he wanted a sweater. And the mom looked much worse. Her visage was pained for she'd tried to lose weight but instead she had gained. And the kids were all nestled and snug in their beds with computers and iPods and phones near their heads. They were all focused in, up and down the family ranks, on the things that were not. And they didn't give thanks. So why do we find ourselves in this sorry lot? Why do we miss what we have for what's not? I'll tell you the answer. If you'll lend an ear, I'll tell you a secret if you're open, my dear. This world will choke you and steal all your joy. It will treat you like dirt. It will use any ploy to take the most precious thing from you today, to make you stay focused on the silly, the fray. Just two little words is all that it takes. Thank you. What a difference it makes. So in Philippians, Paul wrote to his dearly loved brothers, dearly loved and longed for my joy and my crown. I mean, he just loved these people. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And in the verse that I read just a moment ago in Thessalonians 5, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, and everything give thanks. But what does that mean? Does that mean I have to give thanks for cancer? Dr. Erwin Lutzer is a frequent guest here. Uh, many of you know him from the Moody Church. He gave a message. I heard it today on Running to Win, his radio program. And I want to just play a three-minute clip of him talking about what we're going to talk about here today as you respond. Here's Dr. Erwin Lutzer. Now, in order for us to understand Thanksgiving, I think I need to spend a few moments giving what I would consider the theology of Thanksgiving. And then we'll see how it changes our perspective, the theology of Thanksgiving. You see, Thanksgiving honors God because through Thanksgiving, we are affirming the power of God. See, most Christians look at it this way. I will thank God for the good things, but not the bad things that happen to me. I will thank God when I am promoted, but I will not thank him when I'm demoted. When I walk out of that office, and I'm told that my job is over, I'm not going to thank God for that. I'm going to thank him if the boss says, you are promoted. So what we do is we say, I thank him for the promotions, but not the demotions. I thank him for health, but I will not thank him for cancer. I thank him for good relationships, but I will not thank him for difficult relationships. And so what we do is we have this theory of thanksgiving that we thank God only for good things. Well, that's not biblical. We don't thank God for only good things. George Matheson, who was a Scottish pastor who was blind, imagine being blind and he's taught by his uh, 
sister actually who read all of his books and so he went to university and he became a pastor basically memorized his sermons memorized all of the songs in the hymnal and wrote some himself he said that he was rebuked when he began to realize that he thanked God for his roses but he didn't thank God for his thorns he thanked God for the good things but not the blindness and then he began to realize he needed to thank God for that too because he says it was my tears that brought me to God and it was he who wrote O love that will not let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe that in thine ocean depths its flow may richer fuller be he thanked God also for the blindness now I'm not saying we should thank God for evil Last week, because I spoke on abuse, several couples came, at least two, and said uh, our children are in an abusive relationship, maybe of an abusive marriage relationship. We don't say, oh, well, we thank God for that. What we do, though, is we thank God that even in the midst of this, he's going to give wisdom, he's going to give strength, his grace and his mercy is going to come and like an elastic band be strong enough to cover the need and we believe that even here we shall see the redemptive grace of God that's the way you give thanks when you're confronted with an issue such as that so what Thanksgiving done is it extols first of all the power of God but also the wisdom of God it means that we believe God does what is best Dr. Erwin Lutzer again from the program Running to Win. I wanted to play that just as a precursor because that is what I've been thinking about. What is What does in everything give thanks really mean? And today you may be going through one of those everything moments where it feels like the whole world is falling in on itself. Maybe you are coming up against some kind of a relational struggle, a marriage that is falling apart or that has fallen apart. Maybe you're struggling with your parents or one parent or another. Maybe there's an illness that's involved. Maybe you are having a problem with a child at odds with this person that you have sacrificed so much for and that you love so much and that you hate to see make so many mistakes with his life or her life, and you don't know what to do. I think you're going to hear in the course of this program, well, (laughs) in fact, I know you're going to hear, some people who might be in your situation right now who are going through that same type of thing and have been able to say, not by their own power, but by the power that God gives, in this situation, in this circumstance, I'm going to give thanks. You're listening to Chris Fabry Live on Moody Radio. This is a pre-recorded broadcast. Don't call us today, but you can go to the website and find out more. You can listen to past programs, as I mentioned a little earlier. Just go to chrisfabrylive.org. Again, uh, like us on Facebook. Go to chrisfabrylive.org and stay with us. We'll be right back.
Thanksgiving is a holy reboot, as we have said, and we're not talking about the dinner or the family time or anything else. Giving thanks to God really is oxygenating your faith. It's exfoliating your soul. (laughs) Can we use that? I think it's true. Because if you can get, I, I spoke with some folks today who are in the middle of the, the most difficult crucible they probably have ever been in, in their marriage, in their lives, and they're making decisions. And it's just, it's excruciating to watch them have to go through it. And yet I know for several different reasons, I know what God is doing in the midst of this bad thing is going to lead ultimately to their good and to them being closer together and closer to God because they are having to depend on him at every turn, every moment. But that's this is the everything that they're in. And it's really, really hard. And so I do not want to superimpose over anybody's life who's listening right now. Well, you're going through blastoma, you know, some kind of a cancer. You're going through it. You need to be thankful. I, I would never try to, to put over you the template of this. But I want to ask you, whatever it is that you're going through or you've been through, and you know this to be true, I'd love to hear from you, whatever you're going through, At what point can you get to the place where you turn to God and say, thank you, even though you don't know what to thank him? Maybe it's just simply that you have been here, and I know that you're here, and by faith, I'm clinging to you, and thank you that you're clinging to me harder than I am you. That's not an easy place, but it is a good place when you you reach it to make that turn, to, to have that reboot. Let's talk about it. Leanne's in uh, Washington State today. Leanne, thanks for calling. Something sprang to your mind as soon as I brought this up. Yeah. Um, well, we decided to give the control to the Lord over the number of children that He wanted to bless us with. Um, we did that a long time ago, and uh, we had no idea the journey He was going to take us on. Um, I've been pregnant seven times. And I have three beautiful girls at home that I'm so grateful for. Um, had an early miscarriage, which was, I thought, okay, it's pretty common. A lot of women experience this. And um, then our fourth pregnancy, I actually um, lost my son mid-trimester and had to deliver him, which I'm, I'm actually grateful for because we got to hold him and spend time with him. Um, it was really hard, but, you know, it really made us depend on the Lord. We had a, it was a really hard time, but we, we got through it only through the body and through Christ, and and um, we definitely weren't at the point where we were thanking God for this, but we had no other choice but to cling to Him at that time. After that, we got pregnant again, and uh, we had our third daughter, and we thought, the doctors thought, oh, you know, that mid-trimester loss you had, that was just some random thing, and um, <laughs> and it probably won't happen again because you're having healthy pregnancies. And then last summer, we um, it happened again, and 
we unfortunately got really angry. And uh, it was another boy we lost, and I had to deliver again mid-trimester. And and it was a horrible summer. It was the first time that uh, my husband and I just said, we're done. We can't do this anymore. We didn't want to trust God with the number of children we had or anything else. I stopped going to church. I just couldn't do it. I felt so betrayed. I felt so just, um, you know how to explain it. You give something to the Lord and you think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for you. You have all the control. And then for him not to bless you the way you want to be blessed, <laughs> um, I felt kind of deceived and, uh, and it, it was horrible. And, uh, Thankfully, now we can look back and, well, it got, it got so ugly and it got so bad, everything, um, our parenting, our marriage. I mean, I could just name 50 things that just turned really sour. And uh, I broke down one night and I said to my husband, I just don't know what to do. What do we do to get out of this pit? And he said, there's only one thing we can do. We have to go back to the Lord. This is it's ne- our lives are never going to work without him. We have to confess this anger that we've had, and we have to give thanks that um, he's doing something here, and we don't know what it is, but we can't be bitter. And uh, I was so angry because <laughs> that was the last thing I wanted to hear because I knew it was the truth. And from that moment on, um, we we just... We, had, we crawled back on our knees to the Lord and begged for forgiveness. And, um, and we have grown more spiritually in this past year than we ever have in our lives. And even though I'm not thankful, I had to hold my two dead sons in my arms. I'm so thankful for what he's taught us through that. Yes. And there's just... You know, I mean, I have had friends just face horrible situations, and it's so hard because you can't say, oh, God is doing something amazing right now in your lives because they can't understand that. But when you can look back and you can see what his purpose was, um, then it it really is easier to be thankful. And I'm so excited. I am due in 11 days <laughs> with our with our next baby. And, you know, we I, I really, it was so scary for us. We were so doubtful. We went through everything. But we said, you know, if mm. we've committed my womb to the Lord, then let it be His. And if He has more to teach us, then we're just going to have to give that to Him. Because um, we know that's, that's the best place for us. And we just want to be in his will. So, you know, Leanna, I was wondering if, if people would get the, the everything that I'm talking about and you got it so well, because the, the irony of this is that sometimes when you get to the place of thanks, this is not formulaic. When you get to the place of thanks, it does not mean that now everything's going to be okay. It's all downhill from here. A lot of people face a big struggle and a big climb. But when you get to the place of thanks and you recalibrate your life and you receive the you receive the mercy and the grace of you know, coming back to him and you're bringing your heart to him and every bit of you to him, then there's no better place to be, even if it gets worse. You're in so much a better place there 
when you, in everything, give thanks. And I know that you would say, that's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but it's a, uh, a place of grace and a place of hope rather than just hanging on to what you can hang on to and the light that you can find. Um, thank you for starting us out here so well. Sonny is in Chicago. Hey, Sonny, how are you today? Hi, um, Chris. Yes, I'm right here. Yeah, um, I just, um, I want to say, um, first, thank you so much, Chris, um, for picking my call. I want to say you've been a blessing to me. Um, you're just um, a huge blessing. Uh, I, I want to really thank God for your life. I listen to your program a lot. Um, um, I want to talk about um, the experience that I've been having. Um, it's um, it's um, experience that is actually has been very, very tough for me. Um, I am a Northwestern University graduate. Um, I graduated um, in June with a degree in computer information systems. Um, but um, unfortunately, I've not really been able to secure um, a job. You know, I've applied to a lot of jobs. And, you know, you know coming out with um, a very high level of expectation um, that um, I... I I, I was not expecting that um, after graduating that I would not be um, doing what I wanted to do, you know. But um, it, it's been very tough, you know. I've, I've um, gone through the, through the experience of, um, you know, being threatened um, by my landlord. You know, it's, it's been very tough, you know, trying to pay bills and all that. But I just, um, I give thanks all the time. I give thanks because um, I know he's God and uh, he knows what is going on. Um, I I give thanks because, um, especially because of the fact that um, he has given me the enablement to be able to know that um, um, that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And, um, you know, I take solace in um, a particular verse of the scripture that says that giving thanks in all situations. For, the, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And so I figured, okay, if this is the will of God, you know, why not give thanks? I've received a lot of bad news, you know, from a lot of companies. You know, so I just, I'm just like, um, well, I will try to do the will of God here, with, which is to give thanks, you know. So when I receive bad news about the fact that, um, you know, sorry we cannot accept you, you know, I, I just, um, you know, go on my knees and give thanks. Um, you know, there have been times when I, I'm basically screaming, you know, and crying, but I still kind of look back and give thanks. You know, and I'm like, thank you, God, because you're God, you know. I, I'm really interested, Sonny, to know if you just graduated in June and, uh, from Northwestern. With You said it was a computer degree. What what job is it that you are uh, going for? What's your the main target of what you'd like to do? My degree is in computer information system, which basically covers um, the the various the, the different areas of information technology, from um, programming to um, to business analysis to um, database management. It's a very wide field, yes. very wide field. Uh, but majorly, I've been applying to a lot of business analysis and application application development jobs. You know, I've applied to a lot of jobs, a lot. I mean. Over three hundred, a lot of jobs. And um, now are you are you willing to move, or is do you need to stay in the Chicago area? 
I'm very much willing to to move. You know, okay. I'm very much willing to move. All right, I'm I'm grateful for your story, and you probably graduated with a certain amount of of debt that you are have incurred, so you need to pay your bills. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know where you're coming from. All right, so the reason I ask that is because yeah, I don't know who's listening here. I don't know if there's anybody who is uh, either in Chicago, in the Midwest, or some other place, but maybe there's maybe there's somebody who is in need of someone who has your skills and your experience just coming out of college, uh, graduating the university. So you hang on. Nate's going to get your information. And I thank you most of all for your spirit, your willingness to walk through this and feel the pain of it and ask God for direction and to be willing to thank him because you know that's his will. So many people say, I don't know what God's will is for my life. Well, I can tell you, I know what God's will is for you right now. And that sounds presumptive on the face of it, doesn't it? That guy on the radio says he knows God's will, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know something you don't know. I know God's will for you because of what we've read today. In everything, give thanks. What are you facing right now? Is it a financial struggle? You got a flat tire, busted transmission? Give thanks to God in the middle of your car trouble, in your money trouble, relationships. You got a marriage that's falling apart? Give thanks to God for his grace to you and allow him to come into that broken relationship. You have a child who's running away from God. That's a big club nobody wants to be in. Give thanks to God that he gave you the gift of a child. Thank God that he has the power to reach him or her. This is Chris Fabry live on Moody Radio on a Thanksgiving day. I hope you'll stay with us. Honest response from a listener who said, it sounds so easy to stay in gratitude and thanksgiving. I listen, I feel mixed emotions. I want to believe, I want to be grateful, but the pain is so deep in my bones, I'm not sure how reality plays into this. The pain's hard to get through. I'm not even able to come up for air. I guess I'm still growing in my walk with God. Let, Let me juxtapose that to Happy Thanksgiving from Prince Edward Island, Canada. Um, My brother was born with Down syndrome when I was a child. My only sister had an accident. My husband uh, had to resign the pastorate because of his struggle with the disease. I'm responsible for my 93-year-old mom and all the financial issues in her life. And my sisters, our son, had a, um, well, he basically walked away from God. I used to think that God making a way of escape meant he would solve all all of our problems one by one before he sent another. I have felt buried under all of the above issues. Buried is a good word. But I think God does overload us so we can't feel self-sufficient. I often feel at the end of my rope. I can't do this one more moment. But in some odd way, God keeps extending that one more little bit of grace that keeps us going one more moment I don't understand him. I wish he would explain himself, but he is not obligated to do that. My choice is to trust him, and that is hard. 
But the only way I can make it through this moment and the next is in him. And she says, thanks for addressing the hard issues. This is the hardest. Well, I don't know if you can grade these, but this is the hardest thing to understand. I want to figure God out and he won't let me. He will not, he will not come under my thumb or my, uh, the microscope that I want to get out that details exactly the way he is. He reveals himself in Scripture. He shows us himself in the flesh, in Jesus himself, but it's sti- I still do not understand. Maybe that's the only thing that you can give thanks for today, that, is that God, thank you that you have made yourself not understandable in, in totality, that we can't understand, that you're bigger than our understanding. You're bigger than, your holiness is more than we can even conceive, and your power and your your love is greater than we can ever know. Thank you that you are sovereign and holy and righteous and good and that you are present. Even though I'm going through this. Here's uh, Gary in northern Minnesota. Hi, Gary. Hi, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing quite well, thank you, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. The reason I'm calling is I've been working for two years to go on a mission trip. Last year I had to come back. I got halfway there and my mother became ill and I came back in time for her funeral and everything. And my I got married uh, the 5th of October of this year. And my new bride and I went on that mission trip. We went to a foreign country in Central America. We got off of the airplane and we were followed into the airport, heard of the end of customs. And through this whole ordeal, we were called uh, drug runners. We were called uh, money launderers. We were called this, we were called that. Uh, We were detained in jail from that Friday morning until Monday afternoon, and uh, we had to pay fines. We had to pay attorney fees, all sorts of things. It took over half of our money that uh, my wife had been saving, and uh, we had, uh, was her life savings uh, to use for this mission trip. And we were able to uh, speak and minister people in jail <laughs> and uh, which is not where you you didn't you didn't go there to have a jail ministry did you no we didn't and and the, most of who we were able to minister to was not other prisoners hmm. it was the police and they were very receptive to hearing the word of Christ. And I had one officer that looked at me, he said, I know you. And I said, no, I said, I live almost 4,000 miles north. He said, no, he said, I know you. He said, my mother and I watch you on TV. <laughs> he told me what I was wearing, what the sermon content was. Now here's the kicker. The only televised thing that we have is on Sunday afternoon on public television. 
here in northern Minnesota. We don't have an international program. So then, Gary, did you, in the middle of this, how long did it take you to switch over to be thankful even in all of the loss that you went through and being thrown in jail? Um, it took a couple of days when I could see my wife again, then I was, then I started to become thankful for that, but they had separated us and she is still having nightmares, but she's thankful that we had that opportunity and she's thankful that we're home. Yes. In everything, give thanks. Even if you have spent your money to go help people to do a mission thing and the authorities in said country whisk you off and say you're this, that, and the other thing, and then you and then you have to oh then you have to pay the attorney's fees for this. Though you're innocent. Gary, thanks for your call today. God bless you and the uh yeah, yeah, uh, and your wife, too. Uh, you're right, Nate. Paul wrote Rejoice Always when he was in jail, didn't he? <laughs> and they were, he and Paul and Silas, you know, in the jail all night long. I know they they uh, they edit these songs now these days on TV programs, I hear. They take, they take the word Lord out of the songs. But you can't do that in jail. They don't take it out of there. You can you can be thankful right there in the middle of whatever confinement you're in, and maybe you're not in a physical jail, but there is some other confinement that you're in. Laura is in Alabama. Laura, how do you respond to the in everything give thanks question today? Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I just want to testify to the truth of um, the beautiful miracle giving thanks in the middle of a trial is um, in 2010, um, we were um, a family of five. We had prayed for three years whether or not to even have our third child, whether it was God's will, and incidentally, God used your program to sort of layer um, His um, His Word and sort of giving us the green light in having this third child. And He, he was a son and I always prayed that He would be like a Daniel or a Samuel um, throughout my pregnancy. And Anyway, we had him, and he was healthy, 9 pounds, 11 ounces, um, and at nine weeks, um, inexplicably, one night I went into his room to check on him, and he was, it wasn't just a dramatic moment, but I could tell something was wrong, and um, to make a, sh- a long story short, I took him to the hospital, and that was a miracle in itself, because nobody wants to be dramatic if it's nothing big, but um, within 45 minutes, he was um, on life support. Mm. And um, this was a, you know, a normal baby, and a, um, we'd had a normal day. I have pictures from that day. He was doing those things that are so beautiful from those first few weeks, you know, smiling and interacting, and, and suddenly he's in heart, congestive heart failure. And with no warning, and um, we we um, were shocked, and we were grieving, and I was looking at my son, wondering if I would ever see his eyes again, because he was on a ventilator and medically paralyzed, and um, in multi organ failure by this point. And we were crying out to God, and um, there really is it is hard to describe a mother's love. It's a holy thing for her 
child at any age. I, I, I know that's true, although my children are still young, 13, 11, and now 3. Um, but in the midst of that um, journey, um, a few days later, still at UAB um, on the heart unit, um, didn't know if he would live or die, and if he lived, if he would ever have a normal life. Um, they were preparing us for um, the journey of a heart transplant. He was that ill. And um, I was on my knees in the hospital room, and, and we are we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. We love the Lord, and His Word poured into this, this situation from the beginning. And um, But my faith was rocked. And, and one day, I just remember really saying to him, are you, are you there? And feeling kind of like an earthquake of my soul. And it was like this chasm opened, and, and the bedrock of, of everything I knew was Jesus. And he was there. He is the foundation. He is the rock. And, and, and um, in the middle of my grief, I remember one day crying out to him, and um, the verse, I think it's Psalm 4711, but I cannot be sure at this moment, but um, the words, I will yet praise him, hmm. came to mind. And and I knew, yes, I will yet praise him. And praise became one of the themes of the journey, although I literally cried vats, vats. I mean, for probably a year, I cried every day, just out of just, hurt because it, it was a painful journey, not out of depression, but just out of, um, out of hurt. But yet in the midst of those tears, I was praising and that is miraculous to me. And it's, it's a holy thing. And every morning, um, we did come home and that was another, it's just a miracle that we came home with this baby, still very sick. I had a pharmacy of meds in my kitchen and I would put him in his little swing after giving him a load of medicines to sustain his heart. By the grace of God, we had that medicine. And um, and I would play Carrie Job, her entire CD, and lift my hands and just praise the Lord. Praise, praise, praise. And that baby was covered in praises to God. And um, at that very same time, in my middle son's classroom, a woman had a child a, little, a few weeks after I did, and her baby um, passed away. Um, and I was able to, because I looked over into that chasm, I'd been so close to that journey, I was able to minister to her in a way that I never could have before. And she knew that. And um, it really validated my speaking into her life. Um, and she has astounded me because her journey, although she is still sad, profoundly sad, she is grateful for every moment. She's grateful to God. Praise has really kind of informed her processing through it. And, um, and I've seen and admired her, but I know, and I've seen and I've heard, gratitude and praise have been just instrumental. Mm. It's just keeping our faces turned to him um and offering our tears yeah it is an (laughs) it's an act of faith every moment of that journey is an act of faith and it is a uh, being thankful is a very humbling thing as well Uh, we need to take our final break laura um hang on i want to talk with you in the break 
because I want to find out what's going on in your life now, too. And straight ahead, what if you are going through a marriage struggle and you don't feel like you're getting what you signed up for? I want you to hear from Dr. Gary Chapman next. just heard a story about a little baby and how God intervened in his life. And there are people around the country who are intervening in the lives of babies who are in trouble, not because of a disease, but simply because they are unplanned. There's a woman going through a crisis right now, a man who's wondering if it wouldn't be easier just to take care of this situation. CareNet is a pro-abundant life, gospel-infused ministry It cares for the unborn as well as the mom and the dad making hard life decisions. They're a network of 1,200 pregnancy centers that serve hundreds of thousands of women and men every year. Click the green CareNet button at chrisfabrylive.org. Offer a prayer of thanksgiving for the work they're doing today. Maybe someone you know needs the help of CareNet. Click CareNet at chrisfabrylive.org. Our program today is recorded, and at this point, I want to go to the question of about the couple dealing with a, a struggle between them. There is distance between one spouse and another. On the day this program aired, I talked with Dr. Gary Chapman about giving thanks. What do you do in that situation? What does giving thanks look like there? Here's what Dr. Chapman said. You know, Chris, I think it's a matter of focus. Even in a bad marriage, there's got to be something good about the other person. Uh, I remember one man who said about his wife, you know, she's never really loved me. She's treated me horrible for years. But I'll have to say this, she's one of the best cooks I've ever known. You know, and so what I'm saying is this, look for those positive things about the other person Everyone is made in God's image. And though the image has been marred, it has not been destroyed. There's something good in every person. So look for something and verbalize thanks to that for God. And and verbalize your thanks to God for that. Uh, And there's not, typically, there's not just one thing, really. When you start looking, you may find there's a number of things for which you can give thanks about your spouse. Yes, the marriage is not healthy and you're struggling. There's a lot of pain and all of that's there. But when you start looking for things that are positive, you'll find them. And if after you give God thanks, you would turn to your spouse and say, I haven't said this to you in a long time, but I want to thank you and then tell them what you're thankful for. Whether it's one thing or three things, I'm telling you, The power of words, the power of thanksgiving has a way of opening the door to a brighter future. I remember a situation where somebody said, you know, I'm in a troubled marriage and I'm, you know, I'm out of here. I can't. And I said, well, is there, has there been infidelity? No, no, he'd never do that. (laughs) Well, does, is he an alcoholic? No, no, he'd never do that. Does he not, not go to work? Is he, you know, uh, a slacker, you know, to just layer? No, he works hard. He's, and I'm hearing all of these things, but it's just not what I signed up for. You know, I wanted it to be like this over here. And, And it's that very same thing. They could not see the, the positives of their spouse. Yeah, I, th- I think you're exactly right, uh, Chris. You know, we tend to focus on the place where we feel hurt. 
yeah. or we feel rejection or we feel neglect. And we tend to focus on that. And if you focus on that, then that becomes the big issue. The whole marriage is characterized by that. But the reality, if a man is working, that's something to be thankful for. You know, <laughs> if a man is not an alcoholic, that's something to be thankful for. You know, so you're, you're exactly right. If, if we look, there's some pretty big things in most people that you can give thanks for. And when you verbalize that, uh, particularly in a marriage, it makes them want to be better. When you point out something about them that you like, and Chris, this is where some people misunderstand. They feel like, well, if I tell him I really appreciate this or that or the other thing, or I really like this about him, he's just going to settle in and, and think, well, he's doing all right. Yes. No, 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 no. The more you thank him and appreciate him, the more likely he is to be motivated to want to be better. And that goes then the other way as well. For husbands with wives and they're struggling with that relationship, it goes for parents with children who are seemingly running away from everything good in their lives that you want for them, running away from God. In everything, give thanks. I go back to that the way that we began the program today. Be thankful in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And if you're wondering today, what is it that I'm supposed to do? What is my next step? You know, we're talking about a college graduate who six months later, he still doesn't have a job. What am I supposed to do? Well, here's one thing that you know that is the will of God. Give thanks. Find something for which you can be thankful. And then if you go that extra step, if it's a relational thing, and then you reach into that other person's life and you say, I'm really thankful for this about you. Let's say you're going to somebody's house tomorrow and it's someone you don't necessarily get along with or there's someone there that fits that bill. But you find something about them for which you can give thanks to God and mean it. And then you turn around and you say, you know what? I was talking with my dad, my heavenly father, and I I'm really grateful that, fill in the blank, when you get to that place and you step into their lives, good things will happen. I don't guarantee it. You know, they may say, they may laugh at you and scoff at you because of your faith. But you being honest and being grateful, I think it's worth the risk. Risk it with your heavenly father and see what he does in your heart and changes you in the next couple of days. And remember, Thanksgiving is not one time on a calendar, right? Chris Fabry Live is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Happy Thanksgiving.